I am Cleopatra Draper. We're live in the WVON studio, and I have before me two sharp brothers. I have to keep reiterating that. The business connoisseur, Mr. Bruce Montgomery, our attorney, Ted London, the fox in the box, Robin Lewis, and on the ones and twos, I mean, he jamming. I'm going to have to come back and reintroduce this brother. <laughs> now, I promise Mr. Harold Lucas that he was going to have the floor, and I meant it. And I thank Harold All for right. holding. I think he was holding just for me. So come on, Harold. Talk to me. Ezekiel saw a wheel, a wheel within the wheel. The big wheel run by grace, and the little wheel, the big wheel run by faith, and the little wheel run by the grace of God. Amen. I'm Harold Lucas. I'm president and CEO of Black Metropolis Convention and Tourism Council. We have a DBA the Brownsville Visitor Information Center, and an internet portal, www.bviconline.info. And we have been working on restoring Brownsville since 1996. You and have. We, have a, we have a current vision, and that vision is Destination Chicago, colon, capital of black America. All right. And that All is right. a five-year branding and marketing program, and I want to introduce two of those projects. One of them is the Bronzeville 43rd Street Muddy Waters Drive Rhythm and Blues District, which is trademarked. And the other one, Bruce, is the preservation and adaptive reuse of the Washington Park National Bank Building as both a bank and the billion-dollar land-based casino. Well, what's the, what's, the, address, what's the address of the, of the bank building? 6300 South Cottage Grove. All right. The entire building, and you know I know about preserving landmark buildings, right? So we're talking about preserve, stopping the demolition, working with the land bank, stopping the demolition of the Washington Park National Bank building, and coming up with the plan to build out the billion-dollar land-based casino and hotel on that entire block, including the landmark structure. Well, that sounds like a good concept, and you certainly know when you started this effort, uh, I was there. And I'm still here talking about black business ownership and entrepreneurship. And our conversation today with uh, Attorney Ted London is we want to get down to the practical elements of when people have a vision and they have opportunity how to not just be talking about them all the time, to how to get to the point of being able to actually implement them. And on that note, when we talk about implementation and, and blessings on blessings, let me tell you something. When I come on 75th Street, it is religiously my behavioral pattern to go to the <laughs> one and only bakery that I just love. I mean, I, I just love brown sugar. And then when I get to see Stephanie, all I do is remind her, remember when you made me my birthday cake? <laughs> 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 and and she personally, she said, look, baby, let me tell you something. You want something that tastes good? I'm going to make you something that tastes good. And she never lied to me, y'all. Hey, and the from best. there on, I am a customer religiously. And I was just so elated to see her next step. And we have her on the call with us live, Miss Stephanie Hart. Stephanie Hart of none other. <laughs> Thank you, Cleopatra. Absolutely. You Stephanie. all the time. Stephanie, Stephanie, oh, how I, are you? I can go with you wherever you desire. Ted, 
Ted. Hey, dear. Yes, how no, are you, I still? love you, Ted. I know you I'm do. I'm so excited. I know this you do. I'm surprised that you're going to be on. You know and what? Hey, Ted, you've been hanging out with me since day one. For a decade. You know what, Steph? We were actually talking about you yesterday on the legal line because I read the article about your, your purchasing the Cupid Candy Company, and we are so proud of you. We That's all right. are. And, of course, uh, Todd was just telling me about, since we've moved to the new location here at River City, I haven't brought uh, the, the station cupcakes. I used to bring the cup, uh, station about 40 cupcakes. And, uh, All the of, time. Of course, uh, p- provided by Stephanie Brown Brown Sugar Bakery. And so, and, Stephanie, we're and, so proud of you. And she is the leading story on my Facebook uh, business page for the Entrepreneur Success Program. And all kinds of people are commenting. She, she's holding one of her... Uh, cakes, mm-hmm. and it tells this story of how she was one of the few people that was successful in getting a five hundred thousand dollar grant from the state of Illinois. Now, people don't think grants exist, and I know uh, Stephanie may have not thought grants exist up until this <laughs> point, but, but but she had to go through a little stuff. Tell us how you got in that process and and how you managed to stay in it long enough to see the light of day and end up with that resource that allowed you to take your business to the next level? Well, if you start um, at the beginning, I was blessed enough to have a customer, um, Derek Champion, who worked for the state, All right. to basically say, hey, the state has money. You're the type of business that could possibly get this grant. And of course, there was no guarantee. Um, but what Derek did, which was unusual for grants, is he, along with um, some other folks in the state, instead of it just being a normal grant, it was targeted to certain areas throughout the state by demographic, That's right. which favored us, which was unique. And um, so this was a grant that is mostly gone to black and brown people. Excellent. Um, so that's that's something that is absolutely new. And then the next thing is... Uh, but, but, but before you go on... You had to submit a great deal of paperwork, a lot of which is very similar to the business plan that you have for your business. So it wasn't just fill out an application, give me the money. I mean, you had to tell them a whole litany of things. So the fact that you were prepared... Put you well, in I a wasn't be- prepared. I got prepared. And partially <laughs> what I was going to say next Tell the is truth. that, yeah, I am. I mean, the next thing was um, the state, um, under Derek's guidance, gave a lot of talks, which you guys remember. They That's gave right. training on how to get this done. That's right. Derek and, and Sharon Polk. He, exactly. He and Sharon and they went all over went the all state, over the state did, telling people yeah. about this. And they weren't just telling people, they were walking you through the process mm, of mm, what mm. you have to do. That's right. Um, in these seminars. Um, another thing that was key for me is I also recognized my shortcomings as a business person. I'm not good at paperwork. Mm. So I hired Key Solutions and Key Solutions Tequila Shabazz. That's right. Put together a team of people that helped me get that done. They okay. sat down and extracted my vision <laughs> and put it into the proper format, right. which every entrepreneur that has a vision, I see it clearly. But I see it from my point of view, not the bank's point of view, not the this person's point of view. I see it from my point of view, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. That team put it into the language 
that made sense to the state. They translated it. Translated it. Making, mm-hmm. Pardon me? I said they translated, they translated your vision Absolutely. and what you saw, yeah. but they know it had to be in a certain type of language, including numbers that had to correlate to Absolutely. how many they, jobs were you going to create? How Absolutely. is the investment going to be put back in place? So this, right. is a, this is a model experience that all of us can learn from. And let me ask you this, so uh, yes. Stephanie, is Key Solutions, is this a black company you hired? Absolutely. Hey, Tequila Shabazz. Yes. <laughs> oh, I heard the I'm name, her name but I wanted yes. to uplift Tequila that Shabazz. this was black on black love. You went out and you sought oh. another black company to help you bring to fruition. So you bought in more opportunities for black folks to help you along this journey. And I think that is a key essential yeah, for us to my build. My whole black team, um, Tequila brought me a CEO. CFO, who is now permanently part of my team. Wow. Tequila has taken over. She does for me um, personnel work. So I have a virtual assistant through her company. Um, and I've also rehired her for the second part. Now that I have the grant, her company is going to administer the grant. I'm not going to pretend now like I like to fill out paperwork <laughs> because I will have to adhere to the rules and you know, that's what they do. Hey, Stephanie, so, I want um, to take yes. you back to the beginning of Brown Sugar Bakery. How did you mm-hmm. overcome some of the obstacles that all new entrepreneurs face? Tell us about some of those stories. Well, Ted, you were around for a lot of those I early was. ones. I was. And you've got to be just tough. Like, you know it. I mean, and I was blessed enough to be on 75th Street. 75th Street had other black entrepreneurs because, Ted, you were on 75th true. when many I Many years, started. many you years. You were right there. Yep, you were right um, on 75th Street. I met you through the bakery. You let me know what you do, and I came to you for advice on several occasions. You always gave it to me straight. And, you know, you saw me fail a lot, right? Well, not, so not too much. It stumbled a little bit. It failed not so much. And on but this I note, mean, wait, 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 Stephanie, on this note, because we got to go to break. But you said something very powerful. You failed, but Lord knows in this endeavor, in this season, you got back up. So we're going to talk about how you overcame the fear, because that's what Ted is leading to. In the studio, I have been, I've, I've been schooled today by the business connoisseur, Mr. Bruce Montgomery. Attorney Ted London, our Fox in the Box, Robin Lewis. And on the live line, we have Miss Stephanie Hart, who has really moved on up. <laughs> I wanted them to play the song, but that's okay. I can sing the song. And in this song, she was telling us about her triumph. She didn't fail and got back up, but overcoming fear. And as a black woman, I just want to give you your praises. That's right. So, Steph, you were, really telling, Steph you were telling us about how you overcame some of the early obstacles that all business people face. There Tell us about, give it. us some you encouragement about, you know, what we can expect as new entrepreneurs and how do we overcome some of these obstacles? I mean, you got to be tough and you got to be prepared. You got to just, it's, it's like you got to be ready for that. I take cold showers and people laugh at me about that. But literally, I take cold showers, like, and I do it because it helps numb me to some of the obstacles, if you will, right? So you know that cold shower you scream when you get in the shower, right? It's cold, and you scream, and you scream every time. I scream almost every morning, you know. Sometimes I can take it, but most of the time, I scream. Um, but it, you get over it. You get out, it goes away, you feel more awake, and afterwards, it's great. So and that is something I do. So when you talk about fear, you just got to go through it. And, 
you know, you just really do. And I don't think that you get over the fear. I think you get on the other side. Hey, of hey Steph, tell us what prompted you to start Brown Sugar Bakery at, at the very beginning. How did you get involved in that, coming from perhaps a career uh, that you weren't working for yourself to a spot in the place where you're working for yourself and now employing other people? How did you get started in your journey to entrepreneurship? Well, I'll tell you this, and this might be this this goes to it. I've been an entrepreneur for well over thirty years. I um left telemarketing like at twenty two years old and started a technology company um with my daughter's father called Advanced Computer Resources. Bruce, we've worked together. You every time I kinda I, 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 know, I don't know, I know if you remember me or not, I know you remember my ex husband and my dad, Richard Hart and Corky Reem. Of course. Um but I, I did you. that for twenty years That's before right. I got into this business. You always tell me that you so, say you know me you remember. I always tell you that. I always tell you that. You used to come visit us at our office at 20 East Jackson. That's right. And I was on 20 East Jackson for about 16 other years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like business. I like, and I'll be honest, but you know the story. I never really thought I could get a really good job, right? Because I didn't want to do things right. Sure. So <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> I got to elaborate on that. What do you mean by you didn't want to do things right? What does that mean? Cleopatra, you'll relate to that I am a person that thinks I know a lot. So I'm really not going to do, people want you to do things their way. And I feel like if you want to do things your way, go and do it your way. And you know what I, I hear about Great you that point. I love and admire? You know you. A lot of folks step out and, and I don't think they take the time to know themselves. And I tell my students, well, when I had students, tell me the things you love to do and the things you don't like to do. And that list of don'ts should be longer than what you love. And then narrow in on that. And you know you. And that's that. That's a good part about what I'm hearing about who you are. And she just made yeah. a great point. She says because many entrepreneurs are know-it-alls. Uh, many wives yeah. live with know-it-all husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some mm-hmm. husbands who may live with know-it-all wives. <laughs> uh, and so if you are a know-it-all business person, I don't even know if they say this anymore. I'm dating myself. Don't talk about it. Be about it. So get yes, in the game. Like get in the game of business and let's and show us that you know what you're talking about. And you're still going. And you may know what you're talking about, but you're still going to have obstacles and hurdles that you're going to have to overcome. And that's all part of the process. Well, I, I would I would like her to speak to you know. Sometimes we hear business, businesses get a bad rap, and black businesses in particular, about customer service. Mm-hmm. about Ooh. not paying attention to the customer and treating customers poorly. Uh, now, I, I'd, like, I'd like you to speak to your experiences because, number one, it is not easy serving black people. Uh, no, no matter what you do, there's going to be some people that take offense to some way that you do it. But, but you, over the years, when people walk in the front door, there is a sense of, warmth there's a sense of you know service how are you able to to build that service model and and have that carry over not just from your attention to detail and perfectionism but to other people that you've brought onto your team you know what steph and i want to add one one tail into that question as well and can you tell us about how black people support your business as well so make that a two-pronged question. Okay, I will. First of all, I was going to say I love us. I say that all the time. And so that is mostly what I give up. But I'm also running a business. And so 
there is a fine line with the customer service because I'm also trying to employ the community. And Ted will know I've had some rough girls. I mean, it's not always <laughs> easy. Um, I've, I'm trying to train them. Some I can and then some I cannot, right? Because we're not taught to smile. We're not smiling on the you know, on the bus stop, they're not smiling in the hallways of high school. So then they come to Brown Sugar. We've done mirror work with my team. We've done a lot of things, but sometimes it's rough. And then on the other hand, I will tell you that we hold our own. I have, you know, reviews because we are trying to conduct a business and I cannot please everybody all the time. It's my attempt. But in my community, sometimes we do have to stand our ground. And tell us about how the black community supports, supports, uh, supports uh you know brown sugar bakery and tell us where you are steph and give us your phone number in case someone wants to order one of those delicious caramel sure. cakes and 50 uh cupcakes and I those know, sorts I of things i want one right now uh, sure. robin's raising her hand being, um, as well i love being in my community i have been embraced i mean it was strategic to come to 75th when i saw all that black love on 75th street there were you know when i came in 2004 Quentin Love had two or three restaurants mm-hmm. on the street. There was Limb, Soul Veg, the Art Gallery. Where else are you really going to see that in Chicago? Um, and in 2004, Hyde Park didn't even have that many black entrepreneurs on 53rd Street. That's right. So um, 2004, this was the mecca, which was why we were called the first black Wall Street, because our, even our cleaners are still black. Um, so that love is just already present there. Um, Francis, Miss Francis was still alive. I got to sit and listen to her business story. She was in business forever. What kind of business, um, Steph? Francis Lounge. Lounge. Right. The lady that owned right. that. F- F- the studio Francis. shocked. Hold on. Francis? Yeah, right. right. Francis. She had a lot of knowledge. And, she sure and did. she would sit me down and she would tell me, keep going. And she would tell me things like, you can't. Basically, her thing was, do your best to please most of the people. You will never please 100% of the people, period. That's great so, advice. It is. Live in our studio, we have the business connoisseur, Mr. Bruce Montgomery. And then we also have our attorney, Ted London. And not to mention the fox in the box that just gave you the news that you can use. And Stephanie Hart, Brown Sugar Bakery. If you haven't had a cupcake and you hadn't had a piece of cake, mm-hmm. I advise you, I behoove you, I beg of you. To go to Brown Sugar, would would you agree, Miss Hart? I hope people want to come visit us, and um, mm-hmm. it's definitely Chicago's cake. If you haven't had a caramel cupcake and you Uh-oh. live in Chicago, you ought to come <laughs> get one. Um, we're at three twenty eight East seventy fifth Street. That's right. We are online at Brown Sugar Bakery Chicago dot com. Can I place an order online and come pick it up? I, I was about to say, Absolutely. I need one now. Absolutely. You, you got curbside pickup, or can I can I order uh, DoorDash and, and Grubhub? Will no, they... I'm not doing DoorDash and Grubhub at all. Okay. Um, that's I'm working on. Um, I, I'm really excited that COVID has put together. Several teams of people are trying to get together local delivery services. All right. Excellent. I'm not giving um, DoorDash. Thank you. Thank you. I'm that, not that's doing right. it. That's right. We can do that ourselves. We, yeah, I'm we not know how to get from. So tell us about the. You know, everybody is so excited about Cupid Candies and the fact Yay. that you got together with a with a business that had been in Chicago for many many years, and that owner saw something in you that made him say, "This is the person I'm going to pass this business on to take on from here." Uh, how, how did that connection come together? 
The connection came because, um, as Ted will tell you, I've been busting out at the seams. And so I was looking for a space to manufacture because one thing I knew is that I needed to centralize my baking in order to have multiple stores and keep the product consistency the same. So I needed a larger space to do that from, and that's how we came across Cupid Candy. The real estate was listed. All right. Mm, and okay. in coming to look at the real estate, you ask questions about what are you doing with the rest of this stuff. So we started down that path, and um, it is correct. Cupid Candies is a, a business that's been in business for 86 years. Um, mm. John Stefanos is a second-generation of the candy. His father, you know, was first generation mm-hmm. here and founded the candy company. So I believe that I was chosen out of the others because he sees my passion for my product. And I'm not new with this. I create a product that I create with love. His chocolate is excellent. Now we get to say this chocolate is excellent and soon I'll own it. I got to get in there and really, you know, learn from him and because I want to carry forward a product that you know long after he's gone this product this now it's generational this way it'll be proud when I saw when I saw the picture of you and him it was something about that picture that that just let me know that there was more than a business connection between you two that he saw I mean, he's a creator. He is. He's right. a creator. We have fun. I go in and out. So it's fun <laughs> for him, too, because I'm really creative. I want to create new things. What else can we do? And what did, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And so it's a lot of fun working together. On and so and, and then here's another part. Now, now when on 75th Street, you had how many total employees working for you at that location? On 75th, um, probably about 29. Wow. No wonder you busting the scene. Wasn't room enough for people to turn around. Yeah. Nah, and so now that's the other challenge now is that I can't operate with that many people. I'm not up to it anyway because maybe Pier is just about to open and my West Side store opens shortly after that. Wow. So we're fighting back from COVID, but yeah. So your business is going to, it's on its way to being a hundred plus person business sometime that in is the next absolutely 12 the goal. To 24 so, months. I would definitely say within 24 months, we'll definitely be pushing 100 people. Wow. Um, five years, will be 200 people. Do you hear what I'm... What? We are girl, so, please. We are so proud of you, I'm Stephanie. I'm telling you. Again, you're, you're a local girl that's uh, done well for herself right there on 75th Street. Now, see, I've been talking about people. See, you all sitting here looking... See, I've been talking the last two days about somebody creating jobs. You all say, oh, yeah, he, there ain't nobody creating no jobs. They just Who out said here. that? And, and, that's why we're here. And, and, and I just now, like to sound like an and, owl. Who and, said yeah, that? Yeah, that's why we're here. <laughs> and now God has come through and delivered a messenger who says, look, 200 jobs is about to be done. My words will not return to me void. People are getting ready to get regular paychecks, and they're working for a black-owned business in Chicago. I rest my case. Listen, there are other African-American-owned businesses in Chicagoland that many African-American people aren't familiar with. So let's be clear. Stephanie right. is one, That's but right. she's not the only one. That, that, and there are, no, there are others. Absolutely not. There are others. And, and, she, and we want them and to be more, and that's why we're here and, today. And, Ted, to your point, she is doing it. In the time, 2020 will go down in the history books. Right. She's fitting in our category of rebuilding Chicago. Rebuilding Chicago. Wait, one second. One she's second. growing it. There are other African-American business owners that employ 50-plus people here in Chicagoland. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, and Stephanie is not the only one. Again, we don't there hear about time. them enough. We should hear about them more. Oh, and they need to come on WDON. That's on one of the reasons why we have this plug. show on today is because we want to encourage more black people to run, own, operate, and support black businesses. But there are others than Stephanie. You know, we're, we're proud of Stephanie, we but are. we could we could have a show every <laughs> week on you and, and we have black to. people and, on and, who are running very and, successful businesses and my goal, in Chicago. My goal is to have that show. And to one have second, that, guys, have that I want to get in on this one. So one of the things that I would say, not only are there tons of others, but I would like to encourage the entrepreneurs that are like me, 50 and under, that are trying to grow, to look for ways to manufacture your product. All right. So if you can take something specific or grow into another acquisition, where you can manufacture something, then you can create more jobs. You know what? And let me talk about. Let me that's give you. A, let me give you a book to read to, that addresses that point. And again, that's the Reginald Lewis. Why should white guys have all I the fun him. book? Are you kidding? Nineteen eighty-three. I got to share. Nineteen eighty-three. That is a must is read it, and it, the right, documentary it, it, as it, well. And, and not only that, hey, hey Steph, it's not a must read once. It's a must read probably two or three that's times. That's exactly right. Why should white guys have all the fun by Reginald Lewis in that book? He Absolutely. talks about by Steph. You have done exactly what he talked about in that book. He said you well, didn't have to. Chad, start. I read that book in the late eighties. Well, right. I watched him do Beatrice here in sure. Chicago. Beatrice I was, so was done right about here that. in Chicago. Right in Chicago yes. on Wait, Wabash. What is Wabash in thirteen? Educate the millennial uh, in the room. <laughs> Beatrice was one of the largest uh, conglomerate food companies in America. And then Reginald Lewis negotiated a merger, an acquisition where they wanted to spin off one of the companies. Mm -hmm. And he he took one company, capitalized it, spun it off, raised the money to because he was on Wall Street. He was an attorney and he had done deal after deal after deal for other people. And he said, well, hell, I can do a deal myself. I know how to do these deals. And he put two and two together, found somebody because and, and Stephanie's hitting on something. Growth through acquisition. Absolutely. Well, you know, he talks yeah. about that in the book. We don't have enough time to go through all of that right now, but you got to get the book. And here's where you can get that book. You can get that book at Urban, I'm sorry, Underground Bookstore, which is right across the street from our office That's at right. 1719 East 87. So, Yoel, you can call him. He'll get that book to you. He'll ship it to you. That's a black-owned uh, bookstore. Black-owned bookstore, yeah. underground yeah. bookstore. But one point I wanted to make, and we talked about this earlier, you know, I am your favorite millennial. And when we talk about things of the past, I truly didn't know about this piece. Well, you, you and it's powerful. I'm going to read this book. Yeah, it's a great, But it is great so much read. generational vibe between the phone lines and in the studio where I have learned so much. And I look forward to uh, understanding why do white guys have all the fun. And again, well, they I, don't I, because I, Stephanie's a black lady is having okay. quite a bit of fun but, right now. But, but I'm serious about this. And, and, and again, this conversation, <clears throat> you know, we're fortunate that, you know, Melody, because she owns this business, made an executive decision to cause this conversation to happen today. She said she listened to us the other day and said, you know, I want this conversation to continue. On so the legal she, line. We were having a black business right. month on the legal line so, that precipitated this show here so today. So this is the power we have in Chicago. We have people that own things, that have platforms, that are reaching an audience. And I'm sure the people that are listening to this show now, whatever they're doing, they are saying right on. 
that we are ready for this opportunity. We're going to take the reins of rebuilding our community, rebuilding our corridors. You mentioned uh, Mayor Lightfoot. Mayor Lightfoot put something together called Invest Southwest, Southwest which is saying take these major corridors, Madison Street, Roseland, you know, Roseland mm-hmm. these areas, $750 million is on the books to get behind good ideas and business opportunities uh, in these corridors. And people like Tanya Trice in the chamber yes, are, Tanya. are okay, right in the let, driver's let's seat. Let's talk about some uh, some largest number of black employees in Illinois, SCR, that's a transportation company. On 95th Street. Next Level yep. Health has 105 black employees. Uh, I'm sorry, hundreds of black employees. That's we have, right. Uh, uh, tell me about this one, Todd. Got it. So there are two. Again, there are black businesses that are owned by African American people that have hundreds of black employees, really in in our in our state and the county. Now, let, let's be clear about something. Cook County has more African American owned businesses than any other county in the country. But so but, we but know the, this is a great space. But, but the issue is to own a black business. If you pick up the Tribune, you don't read about it. If That's you right. pick up Cranes, you don't read about yep. it. Back in the day, we had. WVON, The Defender, Jet Magazine, Ebony. We have to raise up some new vehicles. And when we talk about social media, it's all right to be leveraging some of these platforms. But right now, we've got African Americans that are designing whole new platforms for us to be involved that will include video, that include social networking, that will include business networking. So but while we have uh, Stephanie on, the, I want to also ask her, has she seen a new energy on the part of her customers during this pandemic, during the uh, unrest, where people are going out of their way to find high-quality black businesses like hers to do business with? Absolutely. Juneteenth, um, just my heart grew on Juneteenth. I've Mm -hmm. never seen anything like that in my entire life. Wow. Um, People standing in line up and down my street, everywhere (laughs) I looked. And I got in my car and I drove up and down 75th Street. There was a line everywhere. I drove on 47th Street because I just wanted to see it. Every black business had a line. And there were just whole families in line. Just it was amazing. Now, now the mayor is talking about uh, closing 75th Street so it could be a walkable experience. And 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 and, and when is this going to happen? Is this about to happen? We're not soon? doing it. We just decided to do the um, dining on the five on the sidewalks, and okay. that was a decision that the neighbors and other businesses for access. You guys, 75th Street is a very busy street. That's correct. You would have to experience it at a peak time. It's pretty uh, So it was too busy to close down for Just that way too. kind of And thing. we didn't mm-hmm. want to stop bus traffic right now. It's already slow. People depend right. on okay. the 75th Street bus. It's just it wasn't a good idea for us. Um, but we are, our tables and chairs were delivered today. We Uh-oh. will have seats outside <laughs> of the restaurants. Our planters came to the street, and we're looking long-term at some other plans that will allow for parking, the street to be open, and us to have some more permanent structures for dining on 75th Okay, sounds good. Well, you know what, Stephanie, we are always excited to have you on WVON. You can come back anytime, but before you go, I want you to tell the listeners one more time, how can we... Uh, support and patronize your amazing, phenomenal business as it grows. And, and, and let's talk about that. 
Well, I'm going to tell you, um, visit 75th Street. You can start from Cottage Grove and just kind of work your way on down to uh, Indiana, okay? Um, And visit all of the black businesses. Have lunch at Five Loaves or Soul Veg or pick up some barbecue and then come get dessert at 328 East 75th Street. You can order online at brownsugarbakeryschicago.com. And please like and love us on social media. And I'm going to be talking to uh, Cleopatra, Ted, and Bruce because I think we should take this conversation also to some video formats where okay. people could talk. I'm always listening to podcasts. Y'all are ready. Let's go. I, All I right. am to that. So thank you for coming on. And, and thank I'm you very much. Very I proud totally of enjoyed you. myself. Thank Absolutely. you, Steph, so much. We're so proud thank of you. Steph. Very proud. And I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank, thank you, Steph. You. All right. Bye-bye. So, I mean, rebuilding Chicago was an amazing conversation and there's so much more to talk about, especially when we think of capital. So I look forward to um, our amazing um, president opening up the airlines for more continued conversation. I'm sure she'll be super um, empowered by this to have some more dialogue because when you talk about money, that is a elongated conversation, one in which we need to have from an inspirational lens to empower our entrepreneurs to take back black Chicago. You know what? Notwithstanding all the trauma that we're experiencing as a race, as a city, as a country, I am encouraged uh, about the opportunities that African-American people have in the business world. What we've tried to do today is we try to share some information about how we rebuild black Chicago by building black businesses. So black people, let's get involved in the business world. A lot of great opportunities out there for you. Let's not get left behind. All right. Absolutely. All right. Uh, My name is Bruce Montgomery. It's always a pleasure to be here with Ted London and here at the WVON studios. Uh, If you want to find out more about the Entrepreneur Success Program, you can text me at 312-725-8601, 312-725-8601, and you will hear more of a conversation about business and economic opportunity. This is not the last time we will be in these studios promoting rebuilding black Chicago. Amen. All right, and t- Attorney Ted London, it is always a pleasure to it have you in this. I've, I've, I've seen you in raw form today, so I just, <laughs> I am infatuated. I'm, oh, my God. And I am Cleopatra sitting in for Kim and Matt Agoen.